0: Hello friends, just a heads up, today's episode discusses dating violence and sexual violence. Nothing too detailed, but still wanted to give a trigger warning. Enjoy! <laughs> did you see what she was wearing? But she didn't leave the first time. They just need to work harder. What did they expect? She was asking for it. He was asking for it. My well, mommy said they are asking for it. Hold up! No. No. This is what we're asking for. Consent. No
1: means no. Yes means yes. Can I kiss you? Yes. Respect. Help. Love and support. Empathy. Justice. No justice, no peace. Equality. Equality.
0: Liberty and justice for all. These are the things we're asking for. We hear any screaming or yelling. Oliver's currently watching a movie. So he might come say hi in a little bit. if We have to stop mom life. But okay. so you know how like a lot of people will be like, hey, this is my guest. So you got to listen. You understand the whole point of the four questions. Feel free to share whatever you want. If you feel like ranting, go for it. I love that. Otherwise, I'll jump in and ask, you know, just like any old conversation. But like I said, I kind of want to give a teaser to you. So we're going to start with what is your name?
1: My name is Stevie, just like Stevie Nicks, the awesome singer of Fleetwood Mac. So I used to really, really hate my name, but now I love it. It's really unique and you don't meet too many other Stevies.
0: True. You're the only one I know. So I love it. Uh, Second question. What are your pronouns? Uh, She, her. Perfect. And where are you from? So feel free to answer this however you want, where you grew up, where you are now. Go for it. Yeah. So I
1: actually grew up in an area really close to where you grew up, Carly. Um, very small town, middle of nowhere, Illinois. Um, born of the corn, as we like to say, um, in my friend group. And it wasn't for me. I really hated it and uh, knew that I needed to get away Um, just wasn't for me, the small town, lifestyle, and went to college to another small town in the middle of a cornfield and realized, oh crap, why did I do that? This is not the kind of lifestyle I want, um, spent some time in college and after college in Chicago, loved it. Um, but then was like, I could do something else. I maybe need more nature in my life. So I'm actually in Bozeman, Montana. Um, Bozeman's a beautiful place. Mountains in every direction. If you're bored, it's kind of your own fault, you know? Like there's just so much to do. Um, lots of great people here, I think, also makes it a really exceptional place. So yeah, I'm I'm in Montana, which when I first moved here, I was like, there's a target in this town, right? Because if there's not, I can't live here. Um, but yeah, no, it's like fully functioning. There's restaurants, shops, things to do. It's great.
0: (laughs) I really want to visit. I can't wait. Someday I'll make it up there. I promise. Yes, (laughs) please do. And I love. I also love sharing how we met and how we were connected um, through a friend, Tara, because she always kind of jokes where it's funny that, um, you know, I use the term rape lady. Um, (laughs) You might have your own, right, what you're known for or what people, you know, what you've created and all of these things. But um, it was always so funny where where she was like. You're into this? I have another friend who's into this stuff. And and we've never met in person, but we've been connected for like a couple of years now, I think. Yeah. Right? And and I love it because you grew I am now living in the town you grew up, which is hilarious. And cuz I'm not from there, but I'm from, you know, like you said another close little little small farm town so I love that you've kind of of, as we say made it out in that sense (laughs) doing great things in Montana so congrats thank you yeah so exciting so now the big question and the reason why you know I've invited you on today so what do you do tell us tell the world what is it that you do? Um, So I
1: try to just be a friend for survivors, survivors of abuse, assault, stalking, um, all of that. And I really do it through, I have an organization called We Are Her, and we're a nonprofit. And we really just try to help survivors become her and her stands for healed, empowered and restored. And really just trying to do that through three means, connecting survivors with other survivors, because I think it's so important to know that we're not alone in our stories. Um, There's just so much validation knowing that the pain that you're going through isn't something that you're the only one experiencing. Um, we also try to educate survivors about trauma. So we connect them with what we call survivor experts. So people who are, you know, trained in trauma and who can talk about what intimacy looks like after trauma or, you know, talk about, you know, body positivity and, you know, just things that all relate back to different types of traumas and how we can heal and grow and just, again, validating that you're not alone. And sometimes education is really helpful. Um, and then the third way is to help store, uh, help survivors share their stories. So we have a podcast team, um, we have a blog. Sometimes it's just really empowering to be able to share your story and reclaim that your voice and be able to tell it in a way that you want to. And so for some survivors, that's really empowering. And if they want to be able to do that, we want to be able to help them.
0: Beautiful. And I love it too, because her, you know, there are tons of incredible organizations out there, Um, that our listeners here are gonna get to hear from organizations and people all over the, really the world who are empowering and supporting survivors. But I, why I like her so much and what makes it so different is that it just, it feels so homey. And like you do such an amazing job at making all survivors feel welcome. So I wanna thank you for that because I'd love to kind of ask you, how did you start this? When, what gave you this idea or what created this wonderful, beautiful kind of like idea in your head?
1: Yeah. So I think um, like most people in the survivor world, unfortunately, there's usually a story behind it. Um, I started We Are Her in 2016 and I was 24 years old and I was fresh out of an abusive relationship. And when I was 24, I'd kind of heard about abuse and assault before, right? Like I've, been to the giant talks in high school or college that really didn't mean a whole lot, a whole lot, you know. And I think the one thing that really stood out to me is the only time I had really ever been told about emotional abuse um, was in college when a girl had shared her story. And they also showed this really terrible PSA where, you know, the girl is in a video and she's got the black and blue and she's covering it up. And it's just like, that's not relatable. Like, and at that point in my life, like, yeah, I was a survivor, but that, that sure didn't like make me want to identify with that video. And so I feel like it was never a topic that I ever really related to until I had gotten out of this relationship. And mostly because there was a friend in my life who was like, Stevie, I think this relationship you got out of was like abusive. And that word abusive, right, is like, oh, people like stop on their tracks when they hear abuse for the first time. Like, just like this topic we like to tiptoe around and people are just like, abuse, you know, like, it's like not something. They yeah, exactly. Um, and so I remember when my friend told me that I was like, no, it's just a bad relationship. Like he was going through some bad things. Like it was just just bad right like bad is just like an easier word because you can like put excuses around it and you can like put it in a box to put it like a nice ribbon around it and like put it away yep. and you don't have to think about it but when it's abuse like it creeps exactly. out and so this was the first time in my life that like people were like actually actively using the word abuse to describe the situation I had been in and it really kind of took me back it's almost like the wind was just like knocked out of me um And so I contacted a women's organization, which I think for me was kind of very out of character. Um, Just, I think, especially where I was in that time of my life, it probably would have felt very shameful and like, almost like I'm not that person though. Like I'm not the girl in that video I saw. And so I don't know what led me to do it. It was just like, some random act out there just some some force like pushing me to it um but i did and i realized like oh wow this was actually like really helpful um and so at the same time i was also writing my story out a ton because i'm a writer always have been and that was also super cathartic and so i reached out to a friend from college and because she had had a very public um sexual assault case in college and um we stayed very close and i was like hey i'm starting to write my story i know you're a writer um if i started a blog would you be interested in just like writing our story out and maybe every week we just release a new blog post or something and she was like uh yeah like absolutely um and then i was like maybe i should reach out to a couple more people and I think I asked maybe six people and five out of six people said yes. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is could actually be a thing. So I remember like all summer of 2016. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I had a friend who was like a web developer and we would just like go to a coffee shop and we'd meet and we'd like talk about what the website would look like. And we just like had all these plans and put together like, okay, we're going to launch it October 1st We're domestic violence awareness month. And we're just going to like hype it up and get people to read our stories because this is like a big deal. And it was, and so we launched the site and people are like reading these stories and our writers are writing a new piece every week, a new part of their story, all anonymously. And all of a sudden, someone from high school reaches out, hey, can I share my story too? Yeah, absolutely. And then another friend from like an old job I had is like, hey, can I share my story too? And all of a sudden, it started building and building and building. And by the time Christmas time hit, I remember I had for the first time someone reach out who I was like, how did you even find out about We Are Her? Like, I, we don't have any mutual friends. Pretty sure I don't know you. We don't know any of the same people. And they're like, I don't even remember what their answer was. But after that, all of a sudden, people that I didn't even know were reaching out asking to write for the site. So it was pretty cool just to see it grow organically, but at the same time, it was also kind of sad where I was like, wow, this is like affecting way more people in my life than I ever yes. realized. Um, so it was kind of like this catch 22 almost. Um, but then I had a survivor come to me and they're like, I can't write. It's really triggering for me and I want to share my story. And so I was thinking, I was like, okay. Um, want to do a video like and they're like no I, I want to see anonymous and so I was like okay let me think and I was like a podcast okay let's do a podcast so I took a podcast class I think a year later I launched we launched the We Are Her podcast um and during that time when I was like taking this podcast class I was like wow we are her is really growing I think I can do more things and help more people and I really like enjoy doing this work and I enjoy meeting other people and I'm getting a lot out of it too, personally, like I'm healing and becoming a better person, like I'm communicating better, I'm learning healthy boundaries for myself. And it's just making me the person that I always wanted to be. And I love that too. And I hope that other people are coming to we or her are getting that same thing out of it. Also healing from the trauma they have, but you know, becoming a healthier, happier person because of it too. Um, so we applied for our 501c3 and became a nonprofit. And with that, I was like, okay, we need to expand our programming too. So instead of just story sharing, we also added like the education elements and the connecting survivors with other survivors sort of elements. So it was really just kind of a beautiful natural progression where, you know, I think when I was starting this, um, I have a little bit of an ego problem. So I always kind of hope that it would take off, but I don't know that I ever put like too much thought into it, you know. Um and so, yes, same. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I totally get
1: that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know where I think if you would ask me in 2016, like, where do you want to see where her go? I would have been like, oh, I hope that it blows up. But I don't know that I ever actually like quantified that. And so I think if I could like tell 2016 Stevie where we are her
0: is, I think I hope she'd be really proud. Oh, I think she would just jaw drop. Like, are you kidding me? Yes. Because Stevie, the other part of this that I want you to feel so proud about is that like, I really say that because there are so many organizations like myself working at a rape crisis center. We have, you know, national orgs like Rain, where survivors can go and talk, but her is just so different because of that real personal connection, not just with you and your other you know, organizers, and um, I don't want to say staff members, but the other people um, who are involved with her. And it's just such a welcoming place. And I also appreciate how you're constantly evolving, like the mom support group that you created not that long ago that now I'm a part of. And that's what's a beautiful thing that, that I thank you. And I want any survivors or victims hearing to, to join, I guess, because it, it feels like I'm part of something if that makes sense. And I want to thank you for that. And I know so many other survivors. Thank you.
1: Thank you. That really means a lot to me. And I think that's where my biggest struggle is right now, because for the longest mm-hmm. time I was the one doing all of the, we are her work. And I've had to give right. up the reins a little bit because we've been growing, which one is awesome, but two, it's also a little sad because when we are her was maybe a couple years old, I could remember every single person's like traumaversary And I would remember to text them or call them and I'm so busy now I'm just like oh my god like I can't do all of that and it makes me feel really bad that we've grown to a point where like I can't connect with everybody on the same level that I used to Um, and I hope people aren't taking that personally but it's also really great that we've grown and we have a bigger community and it's kind of nice though because I see other people doing that right like my favorite example of like part of the her family is we have these four girls who are all about the same age they were all on one of our digital meetups and they have a text chain and I think some of them have even like met each other since um and like hung out and now they do that for each other and I'm like oh like I don't have to be that person for everybody like they can find friends and other people who have similarities with each other and it's beautiful
0: yes I was just going to say, I mean, I play Animal Crossing with um, one of the people that I met through one of the calls. Like we talk on Instagram, all t- you know, I'm buying thrifts, thrift items for like it's and that's the other part, too, is that you're connecting people and not just on a on a level of, oh, we're survivors. We're in this together. We're victims. But also we're pretty cool people and we can we can connect outside of these issues as well. So I think that is really special. And I want to talk a little bit about the podcast too, because now you're um, working on season three coming up and that's been a huge hit. And I've, and, and for me, you know, I've, I've listened to a couple episodes. I have to say, I don't listen to all of them because, cause triggers. And, you know, when you do this work and it can be a lot, um, but tell us more a little bit about the podcast.
1: Yeah. So with the podcast, I definitely don't blame people who can't listen to every episode. Some episodes are really hard. And honestly, the goal of the podcast, first and foremost, is always to help the person telling their story. And it's not about how many listens they get or, you know, how many people are responding back to it. It's more about you talk about what you need to in this episode for you. Don't try to appeal
0: to a certain audience. I love that. I love how victim focused you are. I love how victim focused this organization is. And so anytime you're doing anything and putting that information out for others, you're still focusing on the victim or the survivor. And and I appreciate that. Um, so thank you. But thank yeah, you. go on.
1: Sorry. No, yeah. We tried our best to be as, trauma-informed as we can with everything that we do um and just from my own experience i've been on podcasts before where people the host was clearly not trauma-informed like i've been asked oh but did you say no and i'm like why are you asking that on a survivor podcast like That's like one on one questions you shouldn't be asking, and it's like, now I'm triggered during the episode, and I'm not giving my best interview, and frankly, I don't want to be on the podcast anymore. And it's like, why? Um, Yeah, so I really hope that all of our guests have an empowering experience. That's really the focus of the podcast. And you know, each season we get to talk to about twelve survivors, and um, our host is actually someone who's been in the DV world. She's an educator. Her name's Emily Kemp, and she does an amazing job. I think. There's probably no one else better who could have done it for We Are Her, um, lives in the area, so we're able to collaborate really easily, and yeah, we just, every year, get to talk to 12 different survivors, and um, to your point about evolving and growing, you know, during season one, I think we did a a great job of our first season of just making sure that we had a lot of diverse survivors talk, diverse in terms of their backgrounds, their stories, um, their genders, um, their race. religions, everything. And season two, we were like, okay, let's put an application out because we had so many people listening. And we picked solely on like this tiny application that had just a couple questions. And we really realized that we messed up. We're like, all of our guests this season are like white women. And we didn't even do that intentionally. And we made a mistake. And so I tried to be very transparent about that. Like we messed up. You know, like the Me Too movement was started by a Black woman and we, as white women, have really taken that over and now there's kind of this image of this quote-unquote perfect survivor that looks like you or me, Carly, and, you know, we're the ones that get the stage a lot of the time and so I think, for yeah, yes. season three, exactly. we're like, we need to do better. We absolutely need to do better. And so we tweaked the application and we ended up putting a question on and it was optional. People didn't have to answer. That just said, tell us a little bit about your positionality. Um, You know, if you want to explain your background, your race, your ethnicity, um, you know, your pronouns, um, you know, your sexuality, anything like that, we want to know. And so I'm really excited for season three because nothing like season two and, you know, not anything bad against our season two guests. They're all great, amazing women. Um, but they're the women that usually get the stage. And so we wanted to make sure that men and women or, um, gender fluid survivors all got a chance to be on season three. So we're so, so, so excited for that.
0: That's amazing. And I, I appreciate because you are literally passing the mic. I think that is a big thing. And that was a reason too, why I, Uh, started this podcast was okay yeah people can hear me talk but as a white woman who has been in the spotlight it's now my turn to pass the mic on to someone else instead of advocating on behalf of them and speaking on behalf how do we share the mic how do we give them that opportunity to get their story out or share their information. So great. That's amazing. I can't wait for season three now. I'm so excited. Ah, oh, thank you.
1: Me too. It should be out in the summer of 2021. So stay tuned.
0: Perfect. Ooh. So what else, anything else that uh, her is that you have up your sleeve that you're working on or want to share or want to promote, or is there anything else that you want to share with our audience?
1: So we also do survivor meetups. Um, with COVID, we've stopped all our in-person ones, and we do all the digital ones. And I know Zoom exhaustion, right? That's such a real thing. Um, but if you're ever wanting to connect with other survivors, we do meetups all the time. And sometimes they have themes. Um, you know, we'll do ones for moms, or we'll do ones for you know survivors who have just gone through the reporting process, for example. Um, And I just think they're a really great way to connect with people who are going through something similar. And so we're always doing those. We try to do a couple a month. And um, the next big thing that we're doing is our retreat. So we had to cancel it in 2020 because of COVID, Um, but we currently got the venue space. We're obviously probably gonna make sure that everybody who is able to come is vaccinated just so that we're super safe. We don't want to spread anything, um, but it'll be later, later this year. And so we're kind of in the process of figuring out like, who do we want to come? Who do we want to like lead workshops and things? So i um, really, really, really excited for that. It's been something I've wanted to do for such a long time, um, mostly based on the experience that again, I went to a survivor retreat, it was not trauma-informed um, and I was like, I can do this better. Like, I am not going to make survivors feel like crap because I think there is one <laughs> one little like program in the retreat that I went to, um, Mm -hmm. where someone literally walked away and they're like, wait, was it my fault that I got raped? And I was like, why is this the takeaway from the retreat? I was like, oh my God, like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, these people should not be putting on retreats. Like if that's a takeaway someone has, like, it was just like, I just wanted to like, I'm
0: so sorry.
1: You know, it was just horrible. Um, And so I kind of felt like I I was like, I wanted to go to this retreat to like have a weekend for me and learn. And I felt like I was an advocate that weekend being like, no, it is not your fault. Like let's reverse everything we we just learned this last hour. So I'm like, if I'm doing this at a retreat, you know, already, I'm I'm like, I'm just gonna put one on. So um yeah, just super, super excited to be able to do that finally.
0: Well, and that's amazing because I've, I've heard you talk about it for a while now. So I'm really excited. And also I think a lot of us in this field or in, um, you know, certain people who are just trying to make the world a better place, they're doing it because they had a bad experience and they can do better or they feel like they can do that. So, oh yeah, I'd sign up. I'd be there in a heartbeat.
1: Yes. Well, you and I will have to talk after this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Let's do. I really appreciate not only just everything you've done to use your voice and your story to help others, but how you continue to do it authentically. And one thing that you mentioned before that I can relate to is that it sounds like you're constantly, yourself are evolving through this role. Is that right? Like that's something you mentioned of where like setting boundaries and how many times when you kind of started in this field or you started her, you were taking on too much of other people's traumas.
1: Oh, 100%. Like I was giving my cell phone number out to everybody getting calls in the middle yep. of the night. And being Like I have to help this yeah. person. Yeah. And you realize yep. that's not actually helping them. Like I have to, you know, be my best self and I have to be able to have boundaries because if I'm letting people, you know, not even just walk all over me, cause that's not the right term. They weren't taking advantage of me, but right. I didn't have any boundaries set in place. And now I'm at a point where I'm not afraid to be like, I'm busy right now. I will be so glad to one, either refer you to a hot that can help you immediately or to take this call in three hours when I'm free or whatever the situation is. And I'm really proud of myself for being able to do that. And I think everyone in this field needs to be able to have those skills.
0: Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And two, once, I think that is a really important skill to have once you start sharing your story too. I feel like there are steps in sharing your story and becoming an advocate and an activist and you start empowering others and then your story is helping and then you're healing. And then at the same time, even 10 years later, I'm still learning and I'm still evolving and I'm still setting those boundaries and, and all of those great things. So I appreciate that to show as an, a good example to other survivors and victims, yeah, including myself. So
1: thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course. And I think it just reiterates this message, right? That like healing's not A destination. It's a journey, and so if we keep saying no matter what, we can always work on ourselves, whether that's like the healing process or the actual growing process. Like, there's no destination because so many of us are like, when do I get to be healed? And it's like that's not the question, you know. So I think just letting people know that it's just something we always get to do kind of reshapes that narrative.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Do you want to see a little guy? I think he's knocking. Yeah. you want to say hi to Stevie? Yeah. So cute. We have Oliver with us now. He's joining us. Do you want to say hi to Stevie? Yeah. Hi.
1: Oh, so cute. Hi, Oliver.
0: Okay. So this is going to be the last big question. Are you ready? Or, or First, let me ask, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? I just need to say else you because I don't
1: think I have yet. And I just really want to reiterate that I'm so, so glad for all the work that you do because you are just freaking amazing at what you do. Seriously. Every time I listen to one of your talks, I'm like, I wish I could talk like that. Like it just, you're so good. You're So, so good. Um, so glad that Tara brought us together. <laughs> Tara's a sweetheart too. And uh, just oh my gosh. thank you for She's having me. Favorite.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, yes. Thank you. And honestly, and I want to say to, to anybody else listening out there, if you've ever considered getting involved more into this field, the biggest advice I can give to anyone is to connect with others who are doing the work, not just survivors and not just victims. It's all really important. But I mean, people like you, Stevie, you work a full time job. You have a fiance, You're planning a wedding. Right. You have family. Like, we all have lives outside of this work. And connecting with those people who are also professionals who have been doing this work for a while or connecting with others, it's just so important. It's, I just cannot stress that enough how important connection is. So thank you for being my people.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yes, and I love how everyone that we know has like their role in this community, right? Like as much as I wish that I could be a motivational speaker, that's just not my skill set, right? And so I'm just really happy that I get to like find my little like, Niche in the community, and you've clearly found yours. And I think that's what makes the community exactly. so great is just like we all have different skill sets we bring to the table, and it's really beautiful.
0: Exactly. Every time I go on like Instagram or Facebook, and the the groups and I I think like I wish I could connect people like this. Like I wish I could connect them like you do. And but then I step back and I say, I don't need to cause Stevie's doing it. Like I don't it's okay. We all have our skill set. We all have our space in this in this field. And so I appreciate us working together for it. So thank yes. you. <laughs> now now the last big question is so Stevie, what are you asking for? What are you asking our listeners to do? to think, to walk away with, or what are you kind of just asking for the world?
1: Wow. I love that question. And I didn't know that you were answering it. So everyone, just so you know, this is my on the spot answer. I did not get to think about it. Um, This is what I'm asking for. I think that where I am now, it's really, really important for me to let people know that There are so many issues that surround being a survivor, and there's so much that anyone can do, no matter your background with survivors, whether you're a secondary survivor, you're a survivor yourself, or maybe you don't know survivors, but there's so many ways that you can help people who have gone through something like this and if you have an interest or a passion for affordable housing that helps survivors if you have an interest in gun rights in poverty in access to food all of that helps survivors because there are so many issues that can build up for survivors and it's just so important that we tackle these feminist intersectionalist feminist ideas because really whoever it's helping it's helping all of us you know like we all need better access to food. We all need to care about poverty. We all need to care about affordable housing. And so I think one of my next big things I really want to tackle is affordable housing. And that's just something I'm super passionate about. And it's like, yeah, this is actually an issue that helps so many survivors. And, you know, even if you're like, ah, abuse is too hard for me to get into right now, like it's triggering for me for whatever ways, then get active in like food and the housing crisis or whatever it is. Yeah, so That. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I want to ask for is just think about what you're passionate about because it's going to help so many people.
0: That was perfect. That was beautiful. <laughs> Couldn't have asked for a better, a better ask. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Again, Stevie, you are incredible. I can't thank you enough. And I hope to have you back on as a guest. I mean, I know you've got, we've got lots to talk about. So, yeah. what, buddy? Sorry, one second. Do you want to finish it with me? Yeah. We got it. We're just going to ask Stevie one more question. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oliver is joining our call now with Stevie. And Oliver, can you just tell her thank you so much? Thank you
1: so much. Well, that was just the cutest. Thank you so much, Oliver. I'm glad I got to share some time
0: with you. <laughs> <laughs> and can you tell everyone, say, check out We Are Her.
1: Check out We Are Her.
0: And Stevie, where can they find you? So
1: you can find We Are Her at weareher.net or on Instagram, Facebook at um, We Are Her Network.
0: Perfect. Network. 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 <laughs> Yay! All right, let's give a round of applause. Let's say thank you again, Stevie. Thank you again. Stevie. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, well, it's your bedtime now. Say thirty. Should we tell Stevie thank you one more time?
1: Thank
0: you. I'm not (laughs) tired. Night, Oliver. If you like what you hear and want more, please leave a review and subscribe or follow on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit askforapodcast.com to join our mailing list and VIP Facebook group. Consider donating or supporting on Patreon. And be sure to follow on Instagram and Facebook at Ms. Carly Johnson. That's M S K A R L I Johnson. Hi, this is Kara Ferrari from Lake County, Illinois. Ask For It is hosted, created, and produced by Carly Johnson with help from Joe Lipschitz and Georgia Smith Marr from Sassy Snowflakes Are High. Artwork by Denmark Kids and amy Ginn. edited by carly johnson episode mixing by andy hofer intro edited by Bita Ganantra at audio Muses. visit carlyjohnson.com that's k-a-r-l-i johnson.com for more info on how to bring Carly to your school business or event thanks and we'll see you next time